welcome to the latest episode of Sorcery and Shenanigans. I'm your DM Wayne, uh, and we're going to meet the rest of the team now shortly. But first, I'm going to launch into a bit of housekeeping. Our returning sponsors, once again, for this month's episode, Dublin City Comics, our ongoing sponsors. Fantastic sponsors, really, really great people, uh, and have sponsored us from day one, uh, and continue to do so into the near future, uh, for forever and ever, as far as I'm aware. Uh, but we have a great giveaway, an announcement, the winner of the giveaway from last month's episode, we also have a brand new giveaway for a copy of this, The Mighty Nine Origins for Jess Delevoer from the Critical Role comic book series, a hardback graphic novel written by Sam Maggs, Laura Bailey, Matthew Mercer, uh, with art and colours and letters um, from a rake of people, Hunter, Severin, Bunyan, Cathy Lee and Ariana Mayer, or Mar, depending on what part of the world you're from. But this is the, this is our giveaway for this month. But we will be announcing the winner of the copy of the unbelievably beautiful Rat Queens Volume One hardback graphic novel that will be going out to somebody from our list of entries just after the break. So check out Dublin City Comics at dubliccitycomics.ie um, and check out their online store. Even go in and visit them. They're brilliant folks, and they've always got some cool stuff in the store. They've also got some great stuff online. They've actually recently got some amazing uh, back issues in that I have managed to grab a load of uh, just really really cool stuff so go check them out at dubbincitycomics.ie our second sponsor our returning sponsor is dakota irish these fantastic folks at dakota irish a brilliant irish owned company who do uh, make a plethora of of TTBRG, ttrpg themed products from dice to dice trays dice towers they've got official DD merchandise they're now doing t-shirts uh, they've got so many cool things up there. They've got stuff to aid you in your game. So they've got like um, spell books and binders for classes, all these different cool things up there. But they're very kindly giving us a discount code for their website, dakotairish.com. This this episode's discount code is valid from when this episode goes up until July the 1st. So you can use the discount code BEERHOLDER, beerholder um, to get yourself a nice discount at checkout on their website. So do go check them out. Fantastic sponsors. Thank you to both of our sponsors. Without further ado, we're going to jump straight into it. Here's the rest of the team. How are you? Hello. Um, Hi. So, folks, welcome back to Sorcery and Shenanigans. Um, we're going to jump straight into this with a recap of the last episode. You had um, followed Captain Mingna to uh, an acquaintance of hers a wizard called Von Breck Bolbrook, um, to inquire about these growing arcane symbols that are all over Mingna's body and also now Zilzara's. And Von Breck had sent you on a bit of a little fetch quest to get these arcane, what look like basically goggles, to help decipher and decode these arcane tattoos. He sent you to the Shard of the Night, which is a floating tower above the city of Neverwinter that only recently in the last couple of years has been reclaimed as the Temple of Saloon, the goddess of the moon. Um, you made your way inside and found that it was pretty much enveloped in darkness, inky black darkness that you could barely see through or move through. Um, upon searching through a couple of corridors, uh, unearthing some arcane runes and following your nose investigatorily wise, um, you come across a bunch of crates that seem to be part of an excavation. But you found nobody else there. No bodies. There's nobody representing whoever's doing this excavation. It's just empty, eerily empty. And upon discovering the actual arcane artifact you're looking for, 
a clump of darkness, a shadow, if you will, detaches itself and floats towards the group. A wraith-like creature emerging from it, reaching out towards you. As you all kind of freeze in fear, that's where we're going to pick up. So, the four of you are now standing in this kind of uh, chamber. The wraith is blocking your exit between where you came in to, into this chamber. And you're kind of all standard dotted around. Uh, Zilzara and Mingna are the closest to it. Uh, Lopan and Grey are kind of back towards the back part of the chamber after going to the crates. Um, this rate is slowly but surely moving forward. Zilzara, um, you're the closest to it. Can you give me a perception check, please? I can. Fancy Dakota Irish duh. <laughs> nice. Oh, that. God, I'm blind. That is a 19. Funny you should use that phrase because even with that roll, as you're slowly backing away from this creature that seems to be moving in the general direction towards you, you notice that it's it's skeletal, translucent face, as you look up into it, it's human in nature, and it seems to be wearing some sort of kind of ghostly armor, but its eyes are milky white, and it doesn't seem to be looking directly at you. It seems to be just kind of reaching out, kind of feeling the air around it. <gasps> it slowly floats towards you, and then a dog barks in the distance. <laughs> ghost dog <laughs> oh no he's like good go, boy ghost dog way the samurai yeah he's a good boy <laughs> um, so samurai ghost dog oh bollocks <laughs> the, this, this creature seems to be floating inwards into the chamber but, but not directly at you so oh that's it change of mood i allowed myself to resume the very worst the last time so i presumed it was setting upon us with a view to moida um we just assume everything's out to murder us like yeah yeah i realized like what when we played before that yeah most things are out to murder i was trying to negotiate with everybody for months and you're like no just whack it just whack it (laughs) so uh, oh well, now I think, now I think this is some creature that needs to be spared. Um, so it's Wayne. It's moving really slowly. Yeah, not toward like it's moving slowly. Its arms are outstretched, and it's moving like if it keeps going in the direction it will. It like if Zilzara stays where she is, it'll eventually kind of be on her and be there. But it's it's kind of not moving directly at her. It doesn't seem to actually notice her. It seems to be feeling out the air in front of it. Okay. Can so I? This, oh, this yeah, thing looks ahead. like it's. This thing looks like it's blind, based on the milkiness yeah. of its eyes. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna turn to Mingna. Have you seen anything like this before? Are you whispering this to her? Yeah. Uh, Mingna is oh. kind of like. I've seen spectral figures, but this seems to be of some of Aurea? It's, it's hard to tell. It's a ghost, I guess. Yeah, it looks like a kind of nasty ghost. Uh... Myself mm. and Lopan are how far back? 
Um, you're about... Ooh, you're about 20, 20, 20 to 30 feet away from it at the back of the room where the crates are. Because remember, there's an altar, altar section as well that's kind yeah. of raised and a platform. And you're kind of off to the back of that. And then Lopan's in front of you inspecting okay. that telescope after turning yeah. around and kind of shining the light. Um, if Zill has more to do, I'm going to cut back to her. And if not, I'm going to talk to Lopan. Well, I'm going to whisper, um, like, if it doesn't know you're there... Maybe we can just walk around it and leave, you know. Like, like all the lads in the pub say, like these normally th- these normally things go boo and then attack. So, like, I think we're okay and does until it does that. So maybe we should like. As Lopan is whispering towards you, Zil, the creature seems to turn and reach <gasps> just like, kind of like past you. And as it does that, its chest cavity kind of cracks. And you nope. see it open. <gasps> and these large spectral tentacles start flicking out and tasting the air. Now, if you're you're within you're about ten feet within this, I need you to make a dexterity save. Me? See if you're moving Jesus. out of the way. If you are moving out of the way. Okay, yeah. Um sorry. I'm just going to roll because I can't remember. It's not showing me what my dex is. Um, Your dex is... Well, it's... it's, Yeah, it's... You can do an acrobatics or an athletics one on this one. You have plus one to your acrobatics. Okay, so that... I rolled a 15, so 16. 16, that's okay. You managed to just quietly push yourself to the side as these tentacles like they're they're like twitching really fast there's like a clump of them as they just all seem to kind of erupt from the chest cavity of this spectral creature as it feels out in front of you and then manages to kind of you manage to just move out of the way as they seem to be like tasting the air around um as it's it seems to get now get be getting dragged along by these tentacles from its chest its arms I... dropping down by its side, its mouth lulling backwards. Um, I use a cantrip and <laughs> um, actually cause some damage. Uh, if you want, yeah. Before it gets near my friends. Yeah. Um, I think I'd like to cast uh, Frostbite. Yeah. So it needs a, con- a constitution saving throw of 13. 13. That is a natural 19 plus 3. Boo. So, does it take any damage at all? Uh, on a fail save, the target takes 1d6 cold damage and it has a disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. Okay, grand so. So 1d6. The tentacles count as a weapon there? They do. Yeah, maybe. Is now, Wayne, I know, I know it's not your fault, and I know you didn't create the monsters, but I do blame you for every Cronenbergian thing that happens, um, and that's probably unfair. You did create this monster. I, this is a homebrew monster. I created this. <laughs> well, then I was, I'm, I am uh, endorsed, and I'm correct. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, so, Jill, you kind of reach out, and the the the, the cold bla- the blast kind of 
careens kind of off the side of this creature as it seems to pass through it and you can see the ice shards form up around its spectral form and then dissipate into the air as it just <gasps> and the tentacles swing around towards you i need everyone to roll initiative Caltrop, see what I get. Alright, that's good. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, where's my piano? So, 25 to 20. 20 to 15. That's Ming Nag got that for sure. 15 to 10? 11. 11. I was 19, Wayne. Sorry. You were 19, yeah. So, so yeah, I think not... my s- did my sound go out first? It must have, yeah. So yeah, that was great. Um, does somebody have a chat window or something open with beeping? Oh yeah, though. what's that beeping? Yeah, let me see now. Right, then Lopan. Um, ten, five. 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 The creature just goes before you. Great, 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 great. Okay, so the creature kind of turns. Mingna sees this and it basically kind of pushes herself forward and is going to take two swipes of her rapier towards the the creature as it kind of seems to swing out towards Zilzara. The first one is. 23. That is definitely going to hit. Oh my god. And does nine points of damage. So you see her kind of swing her blade through this creature and kind of catching the front tentacles uh, as it gets into it. So uh, okay. um, as the creature, the tentacles get, some of them kind of slice off the tips of them and they kind of just and just fade into ectoplasm and sloth to the floor. Um, she's going to take her second attack because she's got two attacks. Uh, again with the rapier. That misses, unfortunately. 12. She swings back up and the creature just seems to kind of shift. Uh, its spectral form kind of just turning to smoke momentarily as the blade just slices through it into nothingness. And she goes like, oh, and snarls her teeth and kind of just stands there in front of it. And Zilzari, you're kind of off to her right-hand side. Uh, it's now into grey. Hey, I suppose I better do something. Um, I wonder, will because people have been able to physically hit it, I think that uh, no, Pan, you're on deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's uh, I might try a spell. Okay. Um, I'm going to try dissonant whispers at first level. Okay. Um. So what dissonant whispers does is. You whisper a discordant melody that only one creature of the choice of your choice within range can hear, racking it with terrible pain. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 3d6 psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction if available to move as far as its speed allows away from me. Okay. So the creature doesn't move into obviously dangerous ground. On a successful save, the target takes half as much damage and doesn't have to move away. I rolled a natural two. Okay, let's roll for Damar. Ten. Ten points of damage. Um, so what does it have to do now? It has to. It now move. has to move as far away from me to a safe place. 
in accordance to its speed. Uh, in accordance to its speed. Uh, 60 feet. Now, you say it has to use its reaction. Yes. Um, it's going to use its reaction. Hmm. Use its reaction. What's it going to do? Okay. Its reaction is basically this. You see it kind of kind of reach up in the air, its tentacles writhing, its chest cracking open even further. You see a red glow in the center of its chest, and this mm. red mist seems to just emanate out from it. I need both Zilzara and Mingna to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh no. Oh dear. Eh. Uh... Fifteen. Uh, yeah. I rolled a five plus one. Oh, six. six. Um, you take five points of poison damage. Oh no. Um, as this red mist kind of you inhale, <gasps> and you, oh, you find yourself coughing. You you feel blood in your mouth, um, and you are poisoned. <laughs> um, yeah so uh yeah you are poisoned um your poison's running through my veins yeah you gotta i mean you just gotta uh yeah mm. and the uh you know so okay um And so, so Mingna doesn't take any damage. She manages to kind of hold her breath as the kind of the red mist emanates around her, and it moves. So it's 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 already thirty feet away from you. It moves um, another thirty feet away from you. It has to move its full distance. Is that right, Gray? Yep. Yeah. So it moves another thirty feet. Uh, both Zilzara and Mingna are going to get a reaction against it. If you want, you can have an attack of opportunity. It moves thirty feet away from you, back towards the entrance. Sorry, I can or yeah, both you oh. and Mingna have a, have a, a thing. Uh, Mingna's rolling very well. I have to. Say yeah, yeah, she is. I am. Um, I'm going to um, cast a uh, magic missile oh. at uh, third level. Third level. Because fuck that ghoulie fucker. <laughs> oh, poison Wait, me, you're will just, you? You're just repeating what people say when you walk down the street. So what's it? How many how many darts is that at third level? So at third level, uh, it is four darts. They automatically hit because it's a magic missile. So just roll damage on that one. Oh, it doesn't. is gonna take a swipe at the Twenty-five. That's gonna hit and hits it for four points of damage. Like, and she, where she tried to hit the last time, the tentacles take another cut, and there's still lots of them there. They're like, it looks like basically um, spaghetti bursting out of its chest. It was a total of ten damage from the ten four darts. Lovely. Yeah. Um, it these darts just like 
careen into it at close range and it just blasts backwards like yeah and you hear this gargled sort of wail as it kind of pushes itself back into the turkey feet. It's now kind of in the doorway and its the tentacles are writhing around it and you can see the red glow that was in its chest is starting to spread throughout its spectral body and its eyes that wear white are now glowing bright red as it looks anger and it just the teeth, the, 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 the spectral teeth that are gnashing as these tentacles are twitching out in front of it and it's raising its hands up. It looks like it's ready to about to do, it's about to strike. Um, so can that, I move before I, as I finish my go? Can I move? Well, that's that was a reaction. You did that wasn't your go. Oh, sorry. That was Gray's go. It's now Lopan's go. Um, if Lopan was, you know, not already scared and not like trying to hide it, he is now. His little feet are like one of them's just like you know nervously shaking as he's like watching what's going on, and he's just like. Picture that. He's just, <laughs> he's just like ah uh, no I'm uh, yeah no no time for this little bunny rabbit to dig a hole and hide. And uh, I'm gonna, ho- I'm gonna, pretty much what you see is me hopping onto the altar, and then hopping behind the altar uh, as if I'm running away in fear. But what I'm really doing is is getting behind and using my bonus action to get a hide, and I'm waiting for when uh, the creature gets closer so I can uh, fire my crossbow and hopefully get a sneak attack on it. Okay. Um, I know he's 60 feet, so he's probably out of range this round, but. Uh, just in case it does another weird ghostly thing, but yeah, that's that's what Lopan's going to do. The range of your crossbow is 120 feet. Uh, the light crossbow? I thought, uh, yeah, but is that is that not um, am I not at disadvantage on yes, that? Yes, you are. All right. Well, then, if it's okay with you, um, uh, can I hop down then? And then, if I'm if I if I manage to hide behind the altar, uh, I'll I'll just have a normal roll. Would that be all right? Or so. Hide. You doing a hide as a bonus action behind the altar? Sure. And being all teethy and, and 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 like. Yeah, it's just a straight roll if you want. Yeah. 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 That, well, it'll it'll negate the the, yeah. the negative. If it's yeah, okay yeah, with yeah. Yeah. So uh, just one uh, crossbow. Use my crawl chops again. Uh, oh, that's fourteen. Roll the seven. Fourteen hits. All right. Um. Yeah, I, I don't get my sneak attacks. It's just a normal roll. So yeah. it's just. I'll use D&D Beyond to be nice. <laughs> I give it stick, but it might do me right. There we go, it did. It got me I, seven points of damage. I'm seven happy points of damage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I, as I, you know, come out, go, I'm back in. Yeah, you just see the, the, the boat, and it just sails through the center of it, and you, you see it kind of catch on some of the tentacles and the red, kind of the red mist that's now emanating from the central section of this, right? And it kind of, to just push it through and then out the other side and the boat vanishes off into the darkness but it kind of like oh, you see it recoil from the hit and it does take damage um it's now the raid's turn the raid is going to move its full 60 feet right up to zilzara the tentacles are just going to wrap themselves around you no and it's going to squeeze uh i need you to make a strength saving throw <laughs> to see if you can get on zil Come on, Zill. You can do it. You can do it. Uh, I rolled, so it's 11 minus 1, 10. That's a fail, I'm afraid. The tentacles wrap, you feel them wrap around your body, pinning your arms to your side. You're unable to break free, and it seems to pull you into itself as you're now kind of in the wraith's form, and you can feel the red, you see the, the kind of red colour just around your face, and that's all you can see. As your kind of face is pulled inwards, you feel cold and damp 
it's, you can it, you can feel it starting to drag you away. Now it doesn't have any more movement, but you can kind of feel that it's starting to motion itself away. Um, mm. And it's at that point it's going to do its second attack. Um, every it basically reels back as it has you pulled in towards it. Its head goes back and it just screams this ear piercing shrill shriek that fills the room and every creature in 60 feet needs to make a wisdom saving throw please god okay wisdom is dirty 20 oof four four twelve twelve uh okay um gray you're fine Mingna is fine. Zil, you're fine. Lopan, you are stunned and you missed your next go. You're stunned oh, for one. I'm fine. I'm still. I'm still enveloped. You're in still enveloped. But fucking yoke. On the next turn, you still get your turn. It doesn't skip you. So, so Lopan, okay. it skips you. You're basically sure. your your ears. You couldn't cover your ears in time, even behind the altar, and you just hear this high pitched wail hit you, and you're just like, um, as a, you know, and you you just basically are. Fully stunned for one round. It, it dissipates. It goes away after one round, but you're stunned for one round. You lose. Um, that is the end of the rates go. It's now Zilzara. Zilzara, you are grappled. You. The only thing you can do at this point, if you want, um, is to roll another strength saving throw to see if you can break free. Okay, because although you have your spell casting, you don't need to say words. Isn't that correct? Okay. So you have options. But you can also, at the end of your go, you can make another strength saving throw to see if you can break free from this. What do you want? Okay, to I would like to try a spell first and then see if I can break free. Sure. Um, so I'd like to try and cast uh, Ice Knife at second level. Okay. Now you're casting this into your hand. Is that correct? Yeah. So what I'm gonna, so it's, I'm gonna cast. I I, I want to see how much movement I have as well, because obviously. I'm, I'm, it's squeezing me, so my sure. hand is down by my side, I presume. I, ca- I, I form a, a big ass fucking ice knife. Yeah. Um, but if I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, because I'm, because I'm gripped so tightly and it's a magical weapon, do I even need to like throw it? Well, normally you're supposed to throw it. Um, so create a shard of ice and fling it at one creature within range. Um, you can, so you're, basically it's hard to swing your hand. I think you can make, you can make an attack, but it's at disadvantage. Um, okay, well, given hang on. given the just... current circumstances with the way it is, I'm trying to figure out the, the exact, one time I leave my DM screen upstairs. Um, you know, it's, um, let me just see if I can. Yeah, everything I have is like throwing things. <laughs> Um, uh, my other yokes are like frostbite or chill touch you can't actually attack you can't actually attack attack? yeah 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 yeah. okay Um, right well let's try this ice knife business okay um so you cast this. So you're casting it. Nah, balls. What did you get? I only rolled a nine. Okay, that definitely doesn't hit. You you cast the ice knife. Do you have to throw it at the same time you cast it? It's kind of like yeah. it's like moonlight random bullshit go type situation. 
Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So that doesn't that works. The, the ice knight casts, but it just impacts on the ground below as you're pulled up, and it's kind of sit, like as the the rate seems to lift you off the ground. Um, you can now give me a strength a contesting strength roll if you want to see if you break free of the grapple. Yeah, that was also annoying. No, you are still grappled. Um, you feel the tentacles tightening around you as you're enveloped by this spectre's form, um, and you, you can just. You, you feel the coldness, and it just it just feels horrible. Um, this is some bullshit. Um, it's the Do end it a little assist here. That's the end of your go. Ming-Na is like, I'm coming, I'm coming. And she kind of pulls out a dagger with the rapier and it kind of lunges forward, trying to, and then swings down, being careful not to swing at you, more at the sides of the, of the rapier. Uh, that is... Yeah, that'll hit. Um, so that is... What about seven points of damage? Uh, the creature is starting to look hurt. It is starting to look hurt. Um, second attack. She, she cuts with the rapier down and then she stabs outwards with the with the dagger. Um, for a eighteen that also hits and hits for nice. seven points of damage. Yeah, he's it's looking it's 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 holding on. Um, but. It, it still manages to keep you in the grapple. It doesn't do enough damage to kind of knock the grapple off. And, and you can feel it tightening around you and the air is starting to get squeezed out of your lungs. Um, Ming-Na kind of curses to herself. She's done damage to it. The creature is starting to lose its form and the red kind of coloration seems to be turning to a more of a, a dark pinkish hue. Um, that is the end of Ming-Na's go. Grey, it is into yourself. Yeah, let's do this. Right. I pull both daggers and run up snickety snick. I am fast. I am I am slicey. Uh, Act like almost. I took my slice. Come up a tree. Right. I'm going. Uh, I'm going over to pound my banana. No, I am going over to try and loose the tentacles. So I'm gonna do a kitty pounce, kitty slice, kitty upward. Um, I think there's probably a performance element involved because that seems very dramatic. But I am trying to ha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha, snicked. Give me an attack there. Whatever that schnicked is, just roll it down <laughs> for the attack. <laughs> whatever, whatever the stats okay. are on your schnicked. So I've got two daggers. Will I roll twice? Um, do you have the ability to be able to attack twice? Um, I I think I did that to myself. You've got, you've got one, one attack. One attack. All right, let's do this. Okay, I'm just going to move one fastly. (laughs) 18. Achsen, yeah, so good. So I'm going to carve up a squid, ain't I? You can actually, you've got two weapon fighting, so you can can use your bonus action. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I'm going to do the other one. (laughs) What was the first first one? 18 and then 10. 18 hits. Give me the damage on that one. Okay. Five. Five points of damage. Um, yeah, the, you slash into the side of the creature, and some of the tentacles just clump off and then fall into dust. Um, yeah, they better. Um, but it's hanging in there, and it still has a grip on Zilzara. Still has Zil. Still has her. Um, um, I definitely have bonus actions. Let's make well, use you, of You them. just used the bonus action for your second attack. For a two-weapon fighting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me and see. You use your movement as well, so watch out. You can't do right now. 
this is not a stabbing, it's a movement. Okay, I am going to, yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to be annoyed, but I'm going to have to uh, uh, let uh, everything go on. Um, hang in there, Zil, we get you. Um, the creature again is going to let out a blood-curdling wail. Don't call it, her that. <laughs> as it screams, as you all try to kind of you reel back from it. I need everyone to give me a wisdom saving throw, please. Oh no! Oh, what the oh. fuck is that? Oh no, Zil, what's going on? <laughs> I'm gonna have to double check it, but I'm pretty sure I rolled not a natural one, but a one. Dirty twenty, the dirtiest. Um, Gray, you managed to cover your ears as you see the, the wraith rear back and you, you expect Yeah, it sorry, it was a tree. tree. Uh, Zil, you are enveloped in the creature and the sound just emanates through it as you uh, feel this blood-curdling screech pierce your eardrums and you miss a turn. Um, and Mingna also misses a turn. D-Man, what did you get? I got an 11. 11. I should have really, re- really tried Misty Step by now, shouldn't yeah, I? Um, <laughs> um, you got 11 D-Man that's another stone so you miss your turn again it's the ears man I, yeah. I, I, oh. another, my, my best you're super sensitive you're yeah. like, <laughs> sensitive like it's like oh no me bleeding head um, ah, so it's, it. it's going to now move and try and pull itself away um, Ray you do get a reaction against it as it moves out of your combat range Okay. Uh, as it moves into tries to now pull Zilzara towards the darkness um, Lopan, as you're standing crouched down behind it, give me a perception check, please. One second, good sir. That is... Sorry, that is 13. 13. You are stunned. You do miss a go, but you did, you did notice while you were cl- trying to clasp your hands over your ears, you noticed another clump of darkness about 10 feet on the far corner right ne- on, at the back end of the room has detached itself from the shadow and is starting to slowly make its way toward But well, I can't um, say anything because of the pain, right? Yeah, you're you're basically stoned. You can't do gotcha. it, but you've noticed this. You've seen this yourself. Um, cool. and, and you're missing your next go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Gray, you get a reaction against the Wraith. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try and dagger him up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to try and slice down uh, the tentacles to Freezeil. That's yeah. a 16, baby. Okay, I'm going to roll damage. And that's seven. That's seven. The creature is. On a D4, that's pretty good. You slice you slice up with the blade, putting through the tentacles, the last tentacles that were holding Zilzara in place. And as your blade comes up through it, you seem to tear through this creature. Its form just completely obliterating in the space in front of it as it just and just disappear you see just clumps of it just disappear into the darkness as Zilzara drops to the ground coughing um, finally been able to get her air, air back into her lungs um, still stunned still missing a go um, that wraith is now completely dispatched and gone um, Grey you land um, you're looking around you see Mingna is on the ground clasping her ears Zilzara is the same you can't see Lopan because he's t- behind the altar Um right. And as you drop, I need you to give me a perception check. Okay. Oops, 15. 15. You turn, uh, looking to see where Lopan is, and you just spot 
a large clump of darkness like an acme manhole that wily coyote has thrown on the ground <laughs> and just starting to ascend from it another one of these wraith creatures no <gasps> no 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 <gasps> um so i perceive that roll its initiative with garbage and it's gonna drop in after zilzara Roll the fucking tree on initiative. Um, okay, so it's still we're still in the initiative roll. Skips Mingna, goes back to you, Gray. It's up to you, back to yourself. You see, okay. all, all your compatriots are kind of clutching their ears. Uh, Lopan, you have missed your. You're on deck, but you missed your next go. Um, so after that, then it's Zilzara. It's in- So, Gray, it's you. What you want to do? Oh, sorry. sorry. I thought yeah. you were saying it's Zilzara. It's you. No, it's... Okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. My, my bad. Uh, yeah. Very good. Um. Uh, right. So, I'm kind of worried that there's going to be an endless supply of these. Um, I'm keen to get out of here. But in the meantime, it's... Is it at the red eye stage already, Wayne? It's You literally just see the top of his head starting to just peek up out of this black hole i'm gonna turn to the squad hey guys i think we gotta get out of here um (laughs) yeah you're right is there is there anywhere else that hannah barbera has um extra animated so it looks like we can leave (laughs) i i I would um, point in fact um uh wiley coyote was a member of the warner brothers cartoon family not hannah barbera um <laughs> right, so don't uh, you bring that shit up here in my house? I won't. I won't. So if you, if you, uh, we were in this room and we were looking around. There was literally nothing in this room. It was like the, it was like the air conditioning room in Community, wasn't it? There yes. was just like, yeah. <laughs> it was the perfect nothing. Yeah. It was yeah. okay. Like there so, was the altar in the center with a few crates. Off right. Yeah. That was it. And but we had been sent up to get uh, the thing and uh, the goggles, and we uh, is there a way out of here that isn't the way we came in? Um, give me a quick perception check, real quick, because okay. this thing is starting to. <gasps> it is. It is. It is. Uh, oh, that's a seventeen. I don't want to curse myself entirely, but I'm seventeen. Um, you're looking around. You don't see anything right now. Um, you're, you do have dark vision up to sixty feet, and you're kind of I squinting do. into the darkness behind the altar. That you just see the wall uh, that seems to come up in a, in a dome ceiling uh, about another fifty feet up. But then the only other entrance that there's a tiny bit of light coming from is behind you. Is where we came in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, we gotta take him down too because presumably this this um, Scooby Doo painted door is the way to the next place where they're coming out the the manhole. Oh, Kim, stop, leave him alone. Okay, uh, right, we gotta take him down. Uh, yep, the yep. other one went down. We gotta take this one down too. So I am going to use Summit. Let's see what we're gonna use. Uh, I am going to use um I'm gonna use dissonant whispers again sure. and I'm gonna cast it at second level and yeah let me get rid of that so it's a wisdom saving throw yeah 
He fails, yeah. uh, it fails at, at a natural. Oh. Okay, so I have yeah, to whisper rolled, a discordant 12. melodies. Oh, okay. So I rolled okay, 12, and he has to get 13. 13 yeah. All right, so I just go, look at this photograph. And then he goes, uh, he goes probably back the way he came, right? Because he can't, he's not up through the thing. He can't come up. Um, yeah, well. Okay, what I'm going to get you to do here is I'm going to get you to roll a d6 for me. Okay. Sorry, I should be more ready for this. I'm gonna roll a d6. Two. Two. Um, you cast Disney Whisper. Roll your damage for Disney Whisper for me. Okay. Oh, 15. 15. Oof. Um, you cast your. You, 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 you. You get his nickel back up basically on this one because um I believe he said that fucking song. Um and he, you just see like it's clamoring up out of this hole. It looks slightly different than the last one. The armor different and it actually you notice as it's coming up, it has pointed ears and it has elven esque skeletal mm. features. Um and it doesn't look as decrepit and the eyes aren't as milky as it's kind of like oh, and it it gets blasted with this kind of thing, psychic energy. Um, yeah. into its mind and it kind of oh, it crawls back and you see that twisted backwards recording Sadako from the ring kind of oh, 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 as it kind of jitters back into the darkness and and you just see two hands stretched out as it moves it, it, it kind of seems to shift into the shadow but the arms are still left outwards kind of reaching out mm. towards your general direction as it's kind of caught there for a second jittering um after taking that damage, but it's still seemingly on this plane right now. But it has been knocked back into the shadows at the far end of the wall. Okay. Far end of the room. All right, I'll take that. So, um, do you want to move anywhere? Is that the end of your go, fully? Uh, I will. Am I still? Well, I went up to get the last you're, guy, so I presume kind of, I'm near yeah, Zill and everything. You're right now, next yeah. to Zill now, and Mingna, who's picking, they're both picking themselves up off the ground. You can't see Lopan, you've no idea where. Um, okay um yeah in that case i'll just ready myself for the next round okay um Zilzara, it's into you uh, guys i think we need to get the fuck out of here um i think we should head towards the exit um and uh i'm gonna hit this guy uh with a couple more blasts and make sure he's gone. Um, so I'm going to cast Magic Missile at second level. Right. So there are four dots. There are four dots. Um, yes. uh, four D, one D four plus one for every dark. Four. 
Um, you see the, the missiles <coughs> streak out and they just disappear into the shadow and you just hear the, <coughs> these distant impact and explosion sounds and <coughs> as the creature's like his head starts to emerge from up the wall now as it's kind of pushing itself out and the blast impact and you can see chunks of it are getting blown away and this arcane energy is just crackling around where the where its form used to be and it's like ah, snarling towards you you see this emaciated elven form with kind of it's it's just angered features pure translucent white skin um, is there anything else you want to do Zilzar? Um, I would like to use my bonus action to misty step away yeah, are you going misty stepping out of the room? bang bang out of the room oh um, god uh... Uh, well, how far does that take me away from the rest of the party, though? Pretty far, actually. Misty Step can go up to, uh, let me see now, 30 feet. So you can get out into the next room. Well, yeah. So, uh, guys, uh, bye. <laughs> Very zoom. Um, yeah. <laughs> you The rest of you watch is like, you just see this kind of, like Nightcrawler-esque uh, purple smoke <laughs> and bamf and Zilzara appears you can just see her on inside the other room on um, the far side of the door where all the weaponry was that you saw on the ground uh, and the armor and stuff that, at the bottom of the staircase that led down here uh, and she's kind come of on guys shake there. a leg um, that is the end of the Zilzara's go it's now the Wraith's go the Wraith is gonna it's pulling itself out it's now up to its waist out of this thing and pushes out then fully it's full 60 feet moving up into the center of the room. Um, it's going to give it a perception check. It does not see Lopan cowering behind the altar. Because um, yeah, I rolled a 2 on perception. Um, as it kind of pushes itself up into the room. And just as it does that, its chest cracks open. And again, the tentacles flash out. They're going to try and grab you, Greg. Wayne, um, are yeah. you okay? You can, you can tell us. There's so many chest vaginas in your repertoire. It's I never of... once said vagina, and in fact, there's more tentacles than there is anything else. So, mm. well, chest I mean, I have crevices with know, tentacles I, I, poking look, out. I watched Legend of the Overfiend a lot when I was a kid. It left its mark. Um, mark. It left its mark. Ono Jocko of the Jujin Kai. Um, Gray, can you give me a strength check, please? Oh no! Oh, the shit, son. Not my specialty. Let's see what happens. Uh, okay, sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a that's an eight. Eight tentacles wrap themselves around you and you feel yourself lifted off the ground as this creature envelops itself around you and you just feel the coldness just just wrap itself around your body is it's like being plunged into icy water as the rate just comes like and you're lifted up off the ground and you see zilzara you see this uh, mingna is kind of getting up it's like oh shit um as gray is just reefed off the ground by these tentacles and pulled in towards this wraith creature Sorry, Wayne, I'm just going to put this in my notes. So you're saying we can be lifted from the shadows? Is that right? 
Get those, I, I, get those filthy godfathering lyrics you, into your mouth. Yeah, you can get me out of here. You can you can cut my mic if you want. <laughs> All right. So I am now in mild peril. Okay. Um, okay. Um, that is the end of the rates go. It's now Mingna's go. Mingna seeing this again is like, whew, takes the rapier two slashes in towards the the wraith. Um, that first one misses. Second one. Oh Jesus, love! Did you hit with that one? Yes, she does. It's fourteen. Uh, so, uh, she's gonna give it now nine points of damage into this creature. Um, she slashes up, and you see a chunk of the tentacles just and flick off into the air. Um, that is the end of Mingna's go. Uh, Gray, it's your go. You are grappled. Um, yes. You can still speak. You can still try and cast the spell. Um, okay. And you can still attack if needs be, but you are grappled. And you can give me a strength, uh, a contested strength save at the end of your go as well to see if you get through. At the end of my go. Okay, very good. I am um, now. If I try to get him, if I use Dissonant Whispers again, there's a chance he'll take off with me still wrapped. So I don't want that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be um, difficult getting sixty weight away from you when it's like. Yeah, holding me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was so clever. I thought I was so clever with my choices of spells, and looking at it's it now, I'm not spell. ready. Dissonant Whispers is a cracking spell. It is. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, but I, I thought I was clever with my choices, but looking at it, it's like I did not anticipate this. You just know I didn't. Okay, uh, I am going to try. I am going to try and cast Tasha's Hideous Laughter. Okay waiting for this i saw it in your spell list and i was like yes yes she had to uh she had to whip it out didn't she okay so i'm gonna try and um saving throw now this cast is, it this is yeah um yeah my cast it at second sorry wayne it what saves it rolled a natural 17. Oh, okay but you know um creature choice can see what a range perceives everything is hilariously funny the end of each yeah. turn, it can take its it, uh, time it takes damage. The target make another wisdom saving throw. It saved first time around. It's got a seventy. Yeah, that's uh, unfortunately. It. So you you try to cast it, but the tentacles wrap around you. And the, the words barely escape out of your mouth. Yeah, um, I mean it could barely reach me, tiny tarts. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there anything else you want to do? Uh, I want to. Uh, I want to. Um, just. Uh, yell to the squad uh, encouraging words hey guys you can do it I'm okay I say unconvincingly um, so a creature so you give, are you giving bardic inspiration to somebody uh, oh yeah I can do that. well that's just it could be it could be bardic inspiration Let's so they get an do extra it. an inspiration die on 1d8 yeah. check attack roll or saving throw Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm going to cast Bardic Inspiration. Cool. And who, but, are, you, who uh, are you giving that to? I am going to give it to... Well, poor Lopan is still fucked, isn't he? So he's I'm going to go up, with... He's coming up next. Okay, all right. Uh, Lopan. Just, I'm going you, you, to... You just see the ears pop up from behind the altar. And it's like, yeah. there he is. Yeah, he just hears me going... Tales of songs and stories. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Heroes of 
now. That's one of wow. Tomo's favorites. Yeah, yeah. Tomo's favorites. Tomo always tears up when he hears it. He loves that song in the pub, like he's always singing it, like you know. <laughs> the banger, like it is banger tune. Um, okay, so you have one d eight bardic inspiration for yourself there, uh, Lopan, and it is now your go. Right, so uh, Lopan's been two rounds now. His ears have been hurting him, and he's just like, no, no, come on, like you know, like remember, remember what Tomo says. And they say that a hero can save us, and I'm not going to stand here and wait. And uh, Lopan, with that inspiration, uh, jumps onto the table and shoots with the crossbow twice at uh, the um, creature. Hoping. Uh, so the first one is AC 13. That just hits. So give me one second, good sir. Uh, oh, do I not have one more dice? Oh, I don't. We roll these. So that is. That's 15. 15 points of damage. damage. Um, that's just the first. Is that just one hit? Well, that, yeah, but that, that that's with my my sneak attack. That um. Oh yeah. But uh, it won't be as good the next one. Uh, so the, the, the bolt. Like said, um, it basically just pierces through and up through the head. And just pops at the top, and you just see the part of it that was already blasted away by the magic missile. Another part of it just slops off, and just kind of flakes into nothingness as it kind of kind of careens sideways. Sideways, as most of its head is gone, as it's trying to hold on to Gray. It's still alive, but just barely. Um, I'll use a bonus action. Alive as a dead thing can be, I suppose. Yeah, bonus action. To uh, fire the crossbow again. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, nice one. That is more. That's a uh, twenty-three. That definitely is. And that, oh, six. That is 10 points of damage. Yeah, no, that's it. How do you want to take it down? Oh, nice. Um, I, I Just as I pull the trigger, I go, you know, man, when I where I'm from, we usually ask before we lock face with someone, you know? And I just pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, just tilt it. Doesn't mean business and bam. Bruce Willis style. Boom. Um, you just, uh, Gray, you're, you're just basically grappling. You just see above it, you see the Wraith's face as it just explodes outwards as the bolt pierces through it and then disappears into the dark shadow at, at, at the far wall. Uh, and the Wraith just... And you just drop to the ground. Ectoplasm just kind of messing up your garb. Um, I'm going to do a superhero good. landing and, and thank Lopan. Thanks, Lopan! No yeah. worries. Um, I think we better get the hell out of here before another one comes along and thinks it's a party or something. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, Mingna picks herself up and you see Zilzara standing kind of outside in the next chamber. I take it everyone's just booking it. You're getting out of there? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, full you have the specs, don't we? You do. You have them and you have the the, the spyglass as well. Um, yeah. As... The entire Fellowship of the Ring is going to come up out of that Hanna-Barbera uh, manhole cover. Um, you are all making your way out of it and up the stairs. And as you doing that, you see that again more kind of like clumps of darkness. Now different shapes and sizes. Um, as you're moving through these corridors, uh, going full tilt. I take it you're going back to the teleportation circle you were at mm-hmm. in the Um, you don't want to divert. You don't want to do anything before you do this, or any group want to do at this point. Besides, just get oh. the fuck. 
yeah, yeah. safety first. Um, oh, well, I will, Wayne, because I've had my, because um, I don't I don't have dark vision. I know you were saying it wasn't doing much, but I had my little lamp with the, yeah. with the hood on it, and I had it down low, so it wasn't really bright. But because of what's going on, and Lopan is like, you know, getting, he's got the fears coming, uh, he's going to open up all the way so it's as bright as it can be as we're running. Just sure. maybe it might, yeah. you know, make less shadows and scare them or something. I don't know. It's at this point, Lopan, when you're running, you you like you just turn it up to full brightness, and uh, it's it's it is bright, and you're running, and you're kind of like oh, but you're noticing that this particular type of darkness is now moving, like oh. it's starting to shimmer. It's not your light isn't piercing it, but clumps of it are starting to come off, and you see forms start to come up out of it, it behind no. you. They're not ahead no. of you. But they're all kind of that the darkness behind you is starting to move, and you see about 20 of them, all different gonna... shapes and sizes started to <gasps> come up. And you, and like, uh, um, if you want, anyone can roll me a perception on this, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Jesus, eight, eight, yeah, yeah, <laughs> three, three. Um, you just see these different forms, different races, you see dwarves, you see halflings, you see humans, elves. Some of them in ancient armors, um, some of them in work clothes. Um, some of them don't look as disheveled and rotten as some of the other ones do. So there's definitely different stages and different ages of these creatures, whatever they are. Um, and the two of that got an eight, you do see some of them seem to have like excavators outfits on. But that's pretty much all you can make mm. out. Um uh and that's what, as you're booking it, you're, you're legging it, and the light is not piercing that particular type. The darkness that they're coming from, the light is not piercing through it at all. I, I just want to. How far behind us are they? Um, it's slowly catching. Um, I actually am. Before we get to the end of this, I'm going to get you to roll a survival check, all of these, to see if it starts to Ooh. overtake you. Because I'm, because I'm wondering, can I divert a spell at them to slow them down as we're running away? Um, if you want, yeah. Want. I rolled 19 in survival. Okay. Darren, oh. you said you were going to do something? Oh, no. I'm just yeah, sorry, like, Darren. It's a, I'm going to, as we're running, I'll fire the crossbow as we're as we're going, like like just kind of randomly, just kind of hope it might scare them, kind of go, will you guys take the hint? We're not bloody interested. And like, we're just, you know, legging it. As yeah, far you as fire the crossbow. It just disappears into the dark. You don't see it. I'm, uh, can I stop briefly and try and cast Sleep storm. Yeah, if you wish, yeah. So uh, until the spell ends, freezing rain and sleep fall in a twenty-foot cylinder within a forty-foot radius, centered on a point I choose within range. So I'm trying to cover as much of these beasties uh, uh, to kind of slow them down and get us away. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you cast yeah. Sleet Storm. So you, you, uh, the, the rest of you see Zazar stop and her arms go out and she just gestures. And in this... She has a big storm moment. Yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, Eyes go white. <laughs> and it's just this... <laughs> and this um, 40 foot cone, the range is 150 feet. So you can cast it at this, at the front group and you can, if you want, or whatever way you want to cast it. But the 40 foot yeah. cone envelops this blot of darkness that these creatures are emanating from. And you just see them slow slightly because uh, they all have to make a deck save and there's about 10 of them so i'm just going to roll for, roll one roll for all of them that is a tree <laughs> i'm rolling garbage tonight 
tree. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see them all start to slow as they kind of, uh, anything that hits it starts to slow down slightly, giving you a small window of time um, yeah. to kind of get it get it a move on. Um, what was it on a failed save it falls prone yeah you, they're all coming up out of the ground so they're all just stuck yeah. in spot like they're they seem to be like freezing slightly yeah. as they move super slow-mo yeah yeah um i gotta turn and book now that i've seen my uh my spell has worked and you catch up with the rest of the group as you all turn a corner and and hit the, the area where the teleportation circle was and it's still slightly glowing from the time you use it, because you've only been here a couple of hours at most. Yeah. Um, but you managed to find what you were looking for, and a bit more. Um, so, what are the group doing at this point? Getting the fuck out of here. Getting out of Dodge. Um, you all step into the circle, and you hear a message in your head, like, right, um, I, I take it you're good to go. Um, hold on to yourselves. And you just feel a, that sucking sensation as the air is drawn from your lungs and you feel like you're being pulled forward and <laughs> and you land back in Von Breck's library area or this teleportation circle area that he had um, kind of dust kicking up off the ground as you land in <laughs> and you take a second to gather yourself and your eyes focus and you can see Von Breck standing at the end of the room Bill gets a bit sick um, between the between the teleportation and having her guts squeezed to be Jesus earlier, and uh, exhausting some of her her um, magical stores, um, she has a wee puke. Um, excuse me, uh, but that could have been worse. Um, Lopan turns round and like kind of like, sorry, runs thirty feet, turns and points at the circle and. And then looks at Von Brack and goes, they can't come through that, can they? Uh, Lopan, it's at this moment that you notice that Von Brack is not alone. Oh. Standing next to Von Brack, you see a tall, thin male. He has a blade in one hand. And then around the room, you see another 10, 12 cloaked figures. All were all brandishing blades of some sort. Another cloaked figure standing just behind this male drow has a blade up to the young maid's throat, Rombrek's housemaid or whatever she is, and has a blade up to her throat. Rombrek is just standing there, apologetically. They arrived. After you left. Um, I have no choice. There's so many of them. And he kind of looks around. Um, Zanzara, you recognize the male figure. What's uh, this happy horse shit? His character's name is Zarut. And he kind of gives you a hurt nod. He is a member. Uh, he's one of the members you remember from the, the Bregan Dearth. The yes. drow exclusive-ish group of brigands, thieves, mercenaries, ones for hire. From the city of Waterdeep. Mm-hmm. And this tall, slender, weaselly looking male drow kind of like gives you a sly smirk. You gave me a merry, merry night. All the way back to Nevin. City I swore I'd never come back to. And yet here I am, facing after you. 
bounty was too good to ignore, really. So. Bounty from who? You weasley motherfucker. I know. You know who. You pissed off every thieves' guild you could back in Waterdeep. Xenitar put a massive bounty on your head. I couldn't but help. Have a little bite. So, as you can see, you're a little outnumbered. So, if you could kindly put down all weapons. Disengage from any incantations you may be thinking about casting. And come join the rest of our crew outside. We have a nice wagon waiting to take you all the way back. To answer for the shenanigans that you've all been up to. I'm going to look at the rest of the crew and kind of raise my brows a bit to say, like, what do you want to do? How many are there? There's a room full, right? Well, there's the root, and there's what another dozen. There's another dozen of them. They're all they all look like rogues, bandits. They all have blades. Like I reckon we could take them. But... <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Like, uh, what's tree divided by this many? Like, you know, I think we, we divide it into trees. I. Well, we do. We do have Mingna as well, so it's four oh, against sorry, thirteen. Yeah. That's true. Zill has got Misty Step. Myself and Lopan are fast as fuck, but. You know, does Batman have time to strategize? Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of them. I'm going to ooh, better a uh, what's better than a bad stand? A good retreat. Um, we might have to get Tuckin and get ourselves out later. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to put it out, like, you know, I, I, I occasionally read the odd, like, uh, you know, book on the Feywild, and there's a saying in the Feywild, you know, like, better dead than smeg, so, like, you know, say the word, and uh, we'll start shooting, you know? Um, I am going to ostentatiously take out one small dagger from my many things that I'm holding, but I'm going to put it down and kick it away from me and put my toe beans up. So cute. <laughs> You've made a very wise choice. So, um, if you'd be so kind, and he kind of points the dagger towards the doorway, and the guy holding the maid kind of shifts to one side, um, and he gestures for y'all to start making your way out. The root, let these people go, and don't hurt them. We'll come yeah. quietly. You can have me alive. For your reward, or I can save her, and then you've got a dead cat. You you don't seem to you don't seem to understand. You're in no position to be telling us what to do. And just to prove a point, and he snaps his fingers, and the bandit just slices the girl's throat. No, come on, come on. Von okay. Breck at that point just kind of looks and goes, "You really shouldn't have done that." Right, Grey Grey is fucked off. His little happy cat face uh, is um, more cat-like, I suppose. 
<laughs> less less human cat, more or actual cat. Actually, Tibbs just Tibbs has just woke woken up and he looks real pissed off. So that's yeah. how I uh, yeah. that's how I, I imagine Gray to look right now. <laughs> yeah, I've gone from keyboard cat to Tibbs in a second. So, Tibbs, grumpy old man cat. Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't like I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm I'm bothered by that. It's supposed to be all in the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's what I do. You just see the body just crumple to the floor and the blood starts to spill out, kind of, and it just, like, out onto the teleportation circle, and Von Breck is just... Von Breck, though, give me a perception check, Olive, actually. You know? All of us? Yeah. All of us. As you're being okay. marched out of the room, you pass by Von Brecht and also they, Von Brecht they, they've come to us, have they? To take they well, no, off. they've gestured. You guys have started to move towards them, didn't you? You started to move towards. Oh them? no, I'm still. I'm, 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 I'm still okay. weighing up whether or not to shoot the leader okay. in the head or not. Okay. Like I'm after him doing that, I'm. I've just gone really quiet as I'm trying to work out. Should I or shouldn't I? Okay. Yeah, if you if you start something low pan, you're gonna get us killed. I know um, that's why I, I'll eventually see... not go anyway, in. What did you just roll? Yeah. If he's there, Wayne, did you see what I rolled? See what I rolled? No, it didn't snow. I rolled a B. Oh, nice. Nice. That's 24. 24. 15. Yeah, 15. Lopan, are you rolling perception or are you just angry? I got 11. So, Gray, you definitely see this, and Zilzara, you pick it up just after it. But, Bombrek. Doesn't seem phased by the fact that they've killed her. He just, when he says, right. you're going to regret that, he didn't seem to be kind of, he de- Gray, you definitely, he didn't seem to be saying like he was angry about it. He was more like warning them. Right. They are definitely going to regret doing what they did. But there's Ooh. no anger or emotion on his face as he does this. He seems quite relaxed at this whole thing. But they are holding him just as much as they're holding. They were holding that girl. Hmm. Lower my weapons. Put them on the ground. Put my paws up. I'm I'm going to give you a a grateful look, Lopan. I'm not looking up. I'm looking down at the ground as I do all this. um, Okay. Just there. Yeah. I just have that image of that classical cliche scene of. No, but I'm just unloading this weapon after weapon after weapon after weapon, oh, weapon yeah. after <laughs> weapon after weapon. Blade, crossbow, you know, firearm works. Now, so what are the what are the group doing now at this point? Zarud is gesturing to the doorway. It, yeah. It, it, crooked, just sh- shit-eating smile on his face. Yeah, we're being ushered out, right? Yeah. Um, you're walked. You're you're. Escorted down through the through the house, um, and as you're brought out front, there are people milling about. There's a large kind of like canvas back wagon there, and there's a couple of more of these bandit leather leather garb with hoods up and all with blades. There, kind of the blades are in their sheets at this point, but their hands are on them, and they're kind of giving off like mercenary kind of vibes for sure. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. A few people look up as you're escorted out and turfed up into the back of this wagon is the captain still near the captain is with you the leader she no sorry uh, the leader sorry the route is there he's come out and he's standing kind of in the doorway 
um, he's standing in the doorway, kind of looking over all of this, surveying everything, and just kind of gesturing to the men to get up onto the wagon. And he, he's like, as he, he's looking right at you as you're kind of hoisted up in. As we're well near him, I just look over in his direction and I just say, I have a name for people like you. And next time we meet, I'm going to let you know what it is. He's just like, just get in and sit down. And just laughs and um, as you're getting in, Gray or uh, Lopan and Gray hear this, still not so much, um, just with your passive perception, you hear slightly audible uh, uh, from inside the house. Ooh, ooh. Oh, sorry, I don't hear it. You don't <laughs> hear it, but Lopan and Gray hear that. Um, it's muffled, and Zarut is out now and has climbed up into the front of the wagon. And the, the bandit beside him is like, and the horses start to clip-clop away as the four of you, Captain Ming now with you, and she's kind of looking at all three of you going, the fuck? Um, but she's following your lead because she's with you in this, because, you know. Um, yeah. Is there any guards in Widow or is it just us four? There's, they're on the, they're outside hanging on the back of the wagon. Oh, they're at the back. They're, on, they're hanging outside the wagon on the edge of it, like standing there hanging on as the wagon is like moving along. Um, and you start to move through the streets, and you're like, you hear them shouting, telling people to get out of the way as the wagons are moving through. And you're going for about 10 minutes. And you hear one of the guards at the back is like, hey, you you see that there? And the other one kind of like, what? I didn't see anything. Keep your eyes on the prize, will you? And escorting these people. You have to look out for around you. We could get ambushed from anywhere. That's what I'm talking about. Look up there. Did you not see something up on the roof? No, I didn't. Well, Look, mummy, there's an aeroplane up in the sky. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're kind of mumbling to each other as as doing this, like they're as the, the wagon is moving. And then suddenly, without any warning whatsoever, one of the guards—you <laughs> just hear a scream as he's reefed off the back of the wagon. The other one, this is the one that would have seen something. The other one is like, what the? And he kind of shing, brings out the blade and is looking around. You don't see anything. And then a split second later, he's gone as well. Upwards, up on top of the wagon and then off. You hear then, on top of the canvas area, you hear a light thud. And then, and something feral, seems like an animal, is leaping along top of the wagon area. Like on the roof of it. Um, and you hear Zeru going, what was that? And he drag, draws his blade. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> okay. Um, after the break, folks, we're going to announce the winner for the Rat Queen's hardback. Uh, and then we're also going to ask you the question to win this copy of the Mighty Nine Jess de Lever, uh, Origins comic book hardback graphic novel. Really good book, actually. Really, really fun book. The Origins of Jess de Lever from the show Critical Role. Um, so after a break we're going to take a little quick break and uh, don't forget to check out our sponsors Dumb City Comics who are, are, gave us those brilliant prizes you can check them at dumbcitycomics.ie and check out uh, the discount code down here for Dakota Irish the discount code is BEERHOLDER you can get some fantastic uh, TTOPG themed items on their website and use the discount code to get a nice discount off uh, so folks we'll see you in a couple of minutes bye 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 Thank you. 
Welcome back everyone to the second part of this episode of Sorcery and Shenanigans. We are going to dive straight into our giveaway. So this is what we're announcing the winners for on this episode. So um, real quick, uh, Kim, give me a, roll me a d20. 17. You're going to love this. Congratulations to Fred Fletch. You have won <laughs> this copy of Rat Queens. I just oh, like, counted it down on the list. Number 17, Mr. Fred Fletch. This copy of Rat Queens is going to be winging its way to you. I'm going to contact you on social media, Fred, to get your uh, credentials. Get your credentials. Get your address. Uh, get those credentials. So we can send yeah, it get to em. you in the post. Yeah. We love you. Know, you. We love Wayne, you, Fred, so hard. Wayne, there might be uh, customs charges, so I might have to deliver it by hand. Sure, okay. I'm coming too. <laughs> uh, leaving that trailing sentence. I'm going to Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so congratulations, Fred. Well done. Um, Fred is a, a big supporter of the show, so I really appreciate it. And congratulations on the win. Um, this month's giveaway is this copy of Critical Role, The Mighty Nine Origins of Jess Lever, written by Sam Maggs, Laura Bailey and Matthew Mercer, um, with some fantastic art and colours and all sorts. It's a really good book, actually. I have a copy of this as well, signed by Sam Maggs. So, really simple question for this one. Really, really easy. Who plays Jester Lever in Critical Role? Jester, Jester Lever. Who plays the character of Jester Lever in Critical Role? You need to put your answer below in the comments. You need to share the video for the episode and tag Irish Pubcast. If you do not share the video and tag Irish Pubcast, you are not entered into the draw. Um, there have been some people that have just been answering the questions and not sharing the video. And unfortunately, you haven't been entered into the draws. And we want to be able to give you prizes. So please. do all the things. Yeah, do all the things. Do all the things. Mm. Um, you can share it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere on social media. Just as long as you can tag Irish Podcast um, and just you know spread the word. Um, and we can get this copy of this book to you. Uh, we will announce the winner for that on the next episode. Um, thank you so so much to our sponsors. Thank you, Dumsley Comics, for our great giveaway prizes. Um, they continue to give us some fa fantastic stuff. And also check out Dakota Irish for, with the <clears throat> discount code Beer Holder uh, that you can use at checkout to get some discounts on whatever purchases you make. Uh, right. Usually it's in the eye of the beer holder. Mm. I've uh, got my eyes on a treasure chest that they have the official D and D merch. <clears throat> Have you seen all the other cool shit they have though? Because I I ordered something. I ordered a present for a friend of mine whose birthday is next month, and it's cool candle holder things. They have all sorts of yep. funky it's, stuff. It's like um, they started off for your house dice and trays and stuff for that. Yeah, but they've, they've branched out into so many different things. So do mm -hmm. go check them out. And the discount code is valid until it's valid until July the first. So for the next two weeks or so, um, you can use that discount code to get yourself some nice shiny things. Now. Without further ado, we're going to jump back into this session. Um, yep. Where we left off, you are in the back of the wagon. Two of the guards at the back have been dispatched, uh, and you can see and hear something crawling along the top of this wagon. Uh, Zarut at the front has pulled his blade out and is kind of peering up and looking back behind, counting to see who's in there. He's like, don't move. Uh, and he kind of hoists himself up and stands up at the front. The bandit who's, or the mercenary who's driving the cart's like, yeah, and it hooshes it on and it picks up speed. You can see Zeru kind of hanging on as he's kind of holding his blade and looking up. Um, 
and the four of you feel yourself jostled about in the back. You do, do notice, as you look out the back of the wagon, you can see that there are more of these mercenaries trying to keep up on foot, and there's two on horseback as well at the back. And one of them is shouting and shouting at the front, and pointing on top of the wagon. They're like, they're up there! They're up there! Watch it, watch it, they're gonna come down! And you kind of hear muffled kind of, kind of grunts as Zerud is kind of bringing his blade up. Seems to be deflecting attacks at the front. Can what we are, kick him off? Well, what are the group doing? Yeah, what do you want to do at this point? You, you're, kick him off. Like, you're not shackled? You're not in any way, like, you haven't been shackled. You've just been tossed into the back of this wagon. Yeah, I think Lopan should kick him off. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try and uh, I fully support Lopan in his endeavors. And Absolutely. I, I'm going to, while he's doing that, I'm going to try and get a look at what's above us. But I might, um, if it's if it's not a foolhardy thing to do, I might try and uh, give him bardic inspiration. Who do you give to, to Lopan? To Lopan, in his kicking off. <laughs> it's all kicking off. Um, it's all kicking, kicking off, off now. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you give bardic inspiration. Do you want to say anything in particular? Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna sing, kick it off, kick it off, uh-uh, kick it off, kick it off. And then I'm gonna, obviously, borrow myself from this game, because I don't know why I'm like this. Anyway, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, yeah. Cool. So, sing Lopan a little song about him kicking your man off today. Right, you have your D8. <laughs> your man hearing it. Yeah, you have your D8, and Lopan, I think you're moving up towards the front, and you you can see the kind of the you can see Zarut's legs up to his waist, and you can see he's holding on and his blade is swinging up, but he's not really paying you much attention. And the bandit, the the mercenary, still has his back to you and he's kind of yeah yeah and he's you know hoofing on the horses as they're uh, as they're pulling this wagon and it's starting to get a bit rough of a ride as it's bumping about the place. So do you want to roll an attack? Um, you're actually it's an unarmed strike. Uh, but sure. you do have your D8 to add, to add to the attack. Sweet. So I will use it because I know I want to... Uh, so that's an 11 plus 2, which is that which is 13. And then, sorry... Your unarmed your uh, strike is plus 4. Okay, so that is then... Uh, Matt's 4, 17? That hits. So hits. So roll and give, give me damage on that. So it's, it's uh, actually... Sorry, it's 2. So you have uh, just 2. So you do 2 points of damage. Uh, I am going to get my sneak attack because he's engaged with someone else. You get your sneak attack on an unarmed strike. I well, I'm it's more lucky foot, and I'm gonna if I can get him in the jewels, I will. <laughs> sneak attack once a turn, you can deal an extra 5d6 damage to one creature you hit with an attack with a finesse or ranged weapon. So ah. it's not an unarmed strike. Ah. No, 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 that's 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 grand, but I am still gonna you know get him in the jewels now. <laughs> The thing about it is, is that you are an assassin. Uh, okay, that doesn't matter. That's only a... Okay. Here's the thing. Assassinate. You advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in combat yet. Any hit you score against that creature is technically in combat, so that's not going to make a difference on it. Yeah. That's that's it. Okay. Four points of damage into him. Um, as you kind of kick out at his knees... I'm going to roll an acrobatics check on this guy to see if he stays up. Okay. I, I will flavor it by saying, uh, I think you need a lucky rabbit's foot. He ain't got only. <laughs> now, is, when, when's Darren using his D8? I did to, 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 to hit Clint. Okay, so right. 
This guy has got a plus 12 to acrobatics. Jesus. Why? Good. I rolled a natural Why? The DC was 15. He got 13. Oh, lovely. Seriously, I rolled it on D&D Beyond because I figured, you know what? It's got the plus 12 modifier. This this can't go wrong for this guy. He's like a level, <laughs> he's a level, he's a level oh, 10 rogue. And it's like 13. So you watch as Lopan kicks out with two, with just two large rabbit feet just kick out and catch this guy square in the happy sacks. And you just see him just like, <clears throat> as the wind leaves his body and he swings out. And he, at the, the, the part of the tarp on the wagon that he's caught is, is swing of his blade goes wide and accidentally cuts the actual tarp he's holding onto. And he spills backwards, landing in between the two horses and into the into the dirt below. And you just hear, oh! And a muffled groan and a crack as he disappears under the wagon and rolls and tumbles. He fucking better with a crit fail like that. Yeah, you just see, I'm gonna, ooh, um, he's going to take... Oh fuck! Um, okay, he took a fair chunk of damage. So you hit him for two points of damage, demon. Uh, and then what did the wagon do to him? <laughs> uh, the wagon did eight points of damage to him. <laughs> so okay, he, he just hit muffled, and you can see then at the back of the wagon, he kind of careers, and and it's like it's like a bowling ball at the pins as he his body tumbles into other mercenaries who are running after the wagon at full tilt. And he just you see him skid to a halt and kind of start to slowly pick himself up as if as the wagon he starts to vanish off in the distance as the wagon is moving along. You then hear a muffled Aah! as the driver is pulled up out of their seat into the air. There's a sickening a snap, and you see blood splatter across the outside of the tarp, and the body just the shadow of the body whizzing past the outside of the, of, of the actual covered wagon. And then for about a split second. Wagon is moving at full tilt, no driver. And then in a blur, you see, dressed in her frilly pink maid's gown, her matted blonde hair with dried blood all over it, a maid from Rombrek's house, who you saw get her throat slit, land into the wagon driver's seat, grab the reins. Turn to you all, giving a, a grin and a smile, as you see that she no longer has her throat cut, but her mouth is filled with razor sharp fangs, gore splattered all over her face, black oval eyes stare at you. She's just grinning as she yeah yeah yeah, and the wagon just pulls off at full tilt. The mercs running after it. What are you all doing? Can I roll Arcana to see if I recognize what happened to her? Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, 11. You are looking at a daywalker. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Uh, oh. As in a vampire. Yes. Am I? Oh, shit. Motherfucking blade, motherfuckers. Yeah, am I uh, okay? Have I met one before? Ooh, um, give me a history check. See if Lopan has yeah. met one before. Yeah, uh, because I've been, I've been around, round, round, uh-huh. round. I've been around sixteen. Sixteen. You have, have 
been in towns that you've heard many a tale of these creatures of the night, supposedly of the night. But here yeah. you are in late afternoon, creeping into dusk, and this creature is basically driving a wagon through the streets of Everwinter. Um, right. And seemingly very happy about it as well, as her gore-covered face and big smile would attest to. But, is it is it a malicious smile or is it just a she's smile? just smiling at you but i mean it's a right. face full of fangs so you don't yes, know so yeah um, there's only so happy you can look yeah <laughs> um uh i'm going to uh i i just uh, uh go up a little bit uh towards uh them and i'm like uh hey thanks and she can just all that she's like she's like oh um and you see her face slightly just morph back into uh, still vampiric in form but more humanesque and she's like it's no trouble they had it coming to them really and she just like matter of factly just keeps going on doing what she's doing um and then von brick asked me to bring you to the docks um that's where we're going now and she just keeps yeah yeah and the, the horses are going full tilt through the streets Sure. Okay, this makes more sense. His look, his look when we left, didn't make sense to me. I thought, I thought he'd been turned by whatever, but he just knew that you were okay. Oh, that's I'm that's fine. great. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I really didn't like what happened to you. That really bothered me. Oh, in this this line of work, it happens all the time. Okay. And you can hear. The tone in her voice, it's betraying her age. Like, when you first met her, she seemed like a young maid that was just ran the house with Ron Breck and seemed a bit kind of, like, like teenagery in her in her outlook. Like, kind of like, oh. But now that you see what she's done and what has obviously been done to her, but it, it, to kind of the tone in her voice seems to be giving off a more measured, experienced vibe, for sure. Um... And like like the the the, the card is middle on. You do hear off in the distance about maybe a street over. You can hear the the the, the hustle and bustle as two mercenaries on horseback are still in pursuit. Um, you can hear the clip clop on the cobbles. Uh, and as you look back, you see them rounding a corner as this your wagon is going at full tilt. Right. Should should we think about dispatching our followers? I don't have anything I can throw at them, but like I can at least no, get the lock open. I do. They didn't take me lockpicks. Yeah, I take out my uh, I take out my uh, short bow. Did they tell you to drop all of your weapons back at the house? No, I took out one dagger and kicked it over to your man. I left everything else. I don't think they would have let you keep all of your weapons. Oh, you know that's not it's not canon. <laughs> no. Awesome. Thankfully, I am a weapon. Yeah. Uh, in more ways than one. Um. Oh, so. My stuff. My stuff. My stuff. This is a delayed reaction, but I need my stuff. I need my shield. Uh. I. Think I, I turn to uh to herself, and I'm herself. like, Hey, can I? Is there some way I can have my stuff brought to me? Oh, um. Don't worry about that. Unbreak is bringing everything to the docks. Oh, good. There's something in there that I need. Uh, you've noticed that when he started mentioning the shield, Gray did like 
it did like bread hands like you know it was uh twitchy or it was twitchy but um okay good okay good okay okay good okay that's good okay thank you Zildjian, um, what are you doing i'm gonna throw some magic missiles at second level which means there's three dirt yeah three darts and How many second level spells must be used up to? Is it? I've used up two. This is your turn. Oh, so I do get an additional dart second level. Okay. So, yeah, because I've used that spell twice already. Um, I uh, I'm gonna throw some magic missiles. So it's four darts. So two each at the riders. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. So you just stand at the back of the wagon. And your hands just lash out, and you just poof, poof, poof. the darts streak out down the street and careen into each of the bandits as they're on horseback. And um, give it the damage. Uh, so there's five and two, and three and three. So one gets seven damage and the other gets six. Six. Um, they impact on them. They manage to kind of grab onto the reins. I'm going to roll a contested strength roll to see if they don't get thrown from the horses. Uh, one stays on, one flies off. So the, the one kind of that's further at the back, the impact knocks him off. You see him tumble back off the saddle. His, 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 um, his fellow bandit kind of looks back and he's like, ah, and just kicks on. But he's, you see he's hurt and there's kind of arcane splashes of energy crackling up over his leather armor. As one of his arms is hanging limp, but he's holding on with the rein, and the other one, his arm eventually comes back to life, and he draws his blade. He starts to gain ground on the actual back of the wagon. Um. Okay, so the one down, folks. The 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 wagon kind of turns a corner at a skid, and you can see that the the, the young girl or the vampire is holding on to the front and she's barely keeping on she's like you see her arms tense up and you can notice now uh, Greg because you're next to her that the, the muscles in her arms just start to tense and she is ripped underneath that outfit like okay. she is really like this is sinewy individual but it's all muscle uh, and she kind of holds the horses as they, as, as they skid around the corner whinnying and neighing and then she just kicks it back in again and it heads off at full speed um, you can start to smell the air change here as you're coming into one of the docklands of Neverwinter. Um, and that, that kind of docklands air that you're kind of used to from Waterdeep. A bit more icy that you're further north. Um, but you kind of realise you're now into the docklands. Um, you also hear shouts from side alleys as you see a couple of more bodies appear up ahead that are on foot. They're, they're looking out for the wagon and they, they, they kind of see blades drawn. And you do catch one or two of them actually. Arcane energy fizzles off some of their fingers. Um, as one or two of them kind of wait for the wagon to approach and then give chase as it rockets past everyone. Um, you see passers-by and just general pedestrians leaping out of the way as as like just debris and, and like those, the cobbles are getting ripped up as this, these horses are just plummeling straight through and not giving a damn for anything that's going on around them. Um, it's, it's pretty much all chaotic. What do the group want to do here at this point? You do have one guy on horseback that is very much close. He's coming into range of, like, he's not within a 
attack range, but he's very much pulling up at the back of the wagon. And you've got a is couple he, of more keeping up on foot. Is he in armor, Wayne? He's in le- kind of leather armor. Blah. Is he? Uh, has he got a sword attached to him? He's got a blade, yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see. Is he within sixty feet of me? He would be in within sixty feet. Of and he's on a GG. He is a GG. Uh, I am going to. I'm going to cast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry in advance. I'm going to cast heat metal on the horse's bit. Oh. <gasps> I'm sorry, Gigi, but you're in a criminal gang. <laughs> you've, you're in the wrong alignment, horsey. Oh, wow. Yeah, look, look, you know, all in the game. I'm going to cast heat metal. I'm so sorry. This might be the turning point. He might, like, after this, rethink his life. Going straight and narrow, you know? I am going to cast Heat Metal on the horse's bit and uh, hoping he will lose uh, his or her or their entire shit and throw him off or uh, run in the wrong direction or... Uh, What level are you... I'm hoping for booking. What level are you... Third, please. Third level. This gets... So when you cast a spell using a spell slot, third level or higher, you damage increase by one d eight. So you've got three d eight fire damage to the horse. Look up a horse's stats here for D and D. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was gonna do the sword, and I'm like, you know what? No. Okay. So roll your damage there of three d eight. Do that then. Okay. Yeah. 17. Oh, God. My God. In Dungeons & Dragons 5th Ed, riding Uh horses' hit points are 13. Anybody like horse steak for dinner? You all watch. Some of you might watch in horror. I'm sure some of the viewers are. As Grey just reaches out their paws. And... You just see the bit in the horse's mouth, the horse's mouth in turn, glow bright orange, and then the head just melts backwards. It just goes flesh to bone and just incinerates, and the heat just seems to, and the gore just flashes up onto the rider. It's like, as the head just melts away to a stump, and the horse's body (laughs) careers into the ground, the rider vaulting off the back, and just... He takes a fuck ton of damage. I rolled three fours. Um, and he basically falls. His neck breaks and his body just rolls limp on the ground. The sword clattering off to the side into a gutter. As this massive horse meat and a dead mercenary bandit just falls to the ground. And the cart continues on. And Grey gets flashbacks now. Is now just like, oh. Um, Grey, and he, yeah, I mean, Grey is a pretty... Ray's a pretty kind of happy-go-lucky individual, so yeah. Emotional damage. Turn... Emotional. Emotional damage. <laughs> I'm gonna turn to Gray and be like, "Nice." 
Uh, I am going to grudgingly accept that because I don't know that I want Zill admiring too much of what I do. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm reminded of that Emily Dickinson line, and then a plank in reason broke. So um, yeah, <laughs> so Gray is gonna be a little quiet for a little while. Gray is just, oh, Pan is just like, that's a new one. Like I I I thought I've seen a lot, but like in, interesting like. Red Ram, Red Ram. <laughs> um, I'm sure the horse deserved it. Like, you, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the the bandits, like, who are on foot chasing, see this happen, and some of them just fucking stop. And they're just like, what the? Yeah, you better. Um, but some of them, like, can, like, fuck, and just keep running. Um, and you pull up, the, 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 the wagon pulls up, at a screech and the horse is like um, as you pull up onto the docklands and um, you are all kind of like she turns like the, the girl turns to you and she's like I think we better get off now and head follow me and she kind of jumps down and gestures for you all to follow her out the wagon oh by the way Captain Mingna as well she's just like again she goes uh yeah, and she just is like shaking her head at the, at the whole horse thing as well, and dismounts and off the back of the wagon and follows it around. Uh, and she goes, "I, um, it's definitely been an interesting couple of days," um, and just continues to follow you into the docklands, um, where after a zig and zagging in between, a lot of dock workers, um, just passers-by, people unloading crates, uh, loading up onto ships, and um, you see at the far end of a jetty, you see. Um, Bombrek and okay. he is kind of gesturing for you to run forward uh, as you move in he's like well um, that was unfortunate um, I have um, chartered a ship um, to take us just basically out of the docks out to sea for a bit just like literally trip around the bay um, to get us, get the heat off us, really. Uh, a trick I've used before. Um, they're not going to be able to fool us out here. Um, I know some of the dock workers and anyone that comes in, you're looking for any ships chartered um, that match the description of that fuck, um, they're going to get turned away. Impolitely turned away. So, um, might I recommend we all embark and uh, get the fuck. We don't you have to tell I agree. Um, all of your effects and belongings are already on board. Um, oh, thank you. So you see, you get out like he gestures, and it's a, it's a decent sized ship, um, like a like a, a galleon type thing. It's it's not huge, actually, not a galleon. It's it's a medium sized kind of sailing vessel, um, a couple of masts, large sails, and the crew are quickly getting ready to 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 kind of head out. Um, and you're all up the up the gangplank and into onto the deck. Um, Mingna kind of actually, as she gets on the deck, you notice it kind of relaxes a bit, and like you have this just look across her face of familiarity. Um, as she kind of like pats the the railing on the boat, as she stands uh, on the starboard side, and she's like nodding, looking out onto the ocean, and absent-mindedly, she puts her hand on the conch shell that's on her waist, um, and then looks to all of you. And then just kind of sits down on some barrels 
Uh, all of your effects are there. All of your gear is kind of piled off in the corner as the as the crew are kind of milling back and forth, getting everything ready to hear them. Uh, the, the first mate is shouting orders, and the sails are pulled, and, and it's cast off, and out you go. And the, the, the boat slowly starts to pull out. And you're out, you've moved out a fair bit from from the, the docks, and you look back, and you can see they're standing, arguing with one of the dock hands, is the route gesturing and pointing out towards the ship, brandishing a blade. And as he brandishes the blade, a couple of more dock hands surround him, some of them with clubs and you know, <laughs> nice. bilge hooks and nets, and they're all just looking at him going, really? And you can just see this off in the distance as it disappears, as the boat pulls out into uh, the kind of the sea in the bay of Neverwinter. Calm, as calm as you can be in this moment, as the chase has ended, kind of crazily, but it has ended, and you are now on this boat together. What are the group doing at this point? Um, I have gone straight over to the pile of uh, possessions. I've gone to get my stuff, but the first thing I pick up is my shield and I put it in my uh, backpack. Um, uh, I'm trying not to think about what I just saw. And uh, just, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to just lie low for a little while. Um, Kim is going uh, fuck your magic missiles a uh, oh, horse <laughs> on fire grey grey is uh, humble no. um, I have found a quiet spot in a corner on deck um, to because Drow don't sleep, they meditate. Um, so I'm going to try and meditate and recover a little bit because I used a lot of magic. Let's go. Is that... Does that mean wanking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's when you have quiet time. Uh, quiet time. Um, so yeah, I suppose. is it, Will there be an opportunity to take any kind of um Oh yeah, there, there, will, there will be. You will. You'll have time at this point, which is... Um, Von Breck is kind of looking around. Is it? So who has it? Who got? Did you just find it? I mean, we got a bit sidetracked and everything, but um, um, the item I sent you to find the answer. Well, at least part of the answer to your riddle of your arcane symbols. I know one of us took it. Like, uh... yeah, we. I don't we got have it, it, right? Gray actually has it. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Um, it's here. Uh, the captain has very kindly given us some quarters to go do our business. So, if um, if you aren't too busy right now, and you would like some answers, could you follow me, please? Sure. Um, I mean, he's avoid or, or obviously been through a lot. I mean, if you want to take some time. I don't mind. We've, I've, I've, I've um, chartered this ship for uh, about a day. Maybe, maybe well, I could go longer if needs be. But we'll be pulling back into port. We might go to one of the further ones. Um, in Neverwinter, we might not go into the main dock. Um, but we have time. Yeah. 
I don't know that taking a short trip and immediately going back is going to get the heat off us that much, but uh, I suppose we can't stay up here forever. No. You just want to follow him? What do the group want to do at this point? It's up to yourselves. Do you just want to go in and look at yeah, some we'll straight away? Or just want to how well? Like, is, what do you just want to do? We'll go with him, will we, guys? I'll just get me yeah, I think first. So. I'll go over and pick up my gear. Um, and then, like, yeah, like, you find out stuff is probably good. And while he's talking, he'll give us a, a few to kind of think what to do next. Um, Von Breck kind of gestures you all into uh, not, not a cramped cabin, but a, a, one of the bigger cabins on the ship. It's furnished sparsely. Um, a few shelves here and there. Some tables that are bolted down to keep them from swaying. Um, there's some rations and, and you know food and drink brought in, and you're kind of given privacy. And then Von Breck unrolls parchments and quill and some ink, um, some wax, different colors of wax. Um, you see a few notebooks with arcane symbols on them. Uh, so, right. Um, if you could kindly give me the contraption. Uh, I'm gonna hand it over. So he takes the device and he's just like, "Whoa, it really is a beautiful piece of workmanship." I mean, it's and he's baffled. Like you see this kind of look of awe on his face as he's kind of twirling the lenses and moving some of the the kind of appendages in and out. Um, and it's it is beautiful now that you see it in this light uh, outside of the gloom of the of the of the shard of night. It's 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 it seems to be like cylinder upon cylinder layers atop of each other within a large kind of golden frame. On each side of the frame, there are arcane symbols very similar to what you are seeing on Zilzara's body and Mingna's body. Um, the the kind of the apertures on the side, the lenses they can be moved in and out. They seem to zoom, um, and there's lenses that can flick out in front uh, of, of each of the main ocular sections. The arms have also have attachments on them, and they seem to kind of go around behind the ears and then wrap around the back. And he kind of gingerly holds them up to his face and then slowly but surely places them on and then starts to kind of adjust. And as he adjusts them, you see that there's a slight green glow in the arcane symbols on the arms that kind of are wrapped around his head. You. Sorry. You see him adjust the lenses and kind of switch things around, and he's like, "Right, well, um, if if one of you could kindly just show me sections of what you have," and Mingna kind of is like shrugs and undoes kind of the top button, and you see her kind of her shoulders, and he kind of twists, and you see as they kind of zoom slightly on her, and the arcane symbols glow a bit again, and he then starts to make notes. Oh, oh, be interesting. He kind of grumbles to himself a bit and says this a few times as he's constantly changing the lenses and moving things around and starts making loads of notes. About half an hour passes by um, and he's like just nodding and, and kind of writing notes. And he now has about three or four pages of parchment that he's written on with information and detail. He can kind of takes the, the things off and places them on the table and he's like, Right. Um, it's kind of a good news 
bad news situation, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> these markings, they are, for better words, they all seem to be coordinates. Um, like a, like a, like a, like, and he gestures over, there's a pile of like sea charts and different things along walls here and uh, like a sea chart, like a, like you're a guide in some way. And I mean, um, the captain here, her ones are slightly different to yours, the gestures at Silzara, but, and on their own, they don't really make a lot of sense. The good news is, never, they make more sense. Oh man. They're like piece of a puzzle. Um, you don't have the full puzzle here. And Mina kind of nods. And if you remember back to when she was telling you about, yeah, her friend, the groups, <laughs> the they they kind of had to fight off two individuals from a group of these individuals that were seemingly covered in these things. There's an, an old mm. kind of myth about these creatures, and they each are adorned with these symbols. And as he's explaining this, kind of clicks that they all make up a bigger picture. And he has, you see, you see him like as he's drawn, you see the parts as he holds them up and he starts pointing things out. And you see it's like part of a map, but not a full map. It's like there's one corner of it um, that takes it up. And then there's all these notes beside it. He's like, now the thing about it is, is that these symbols, um, they're not on any known map here that I've ever seen. They're not of this realm of this plane they're off somewhere else but it does speak of a path a gateway and uh, it's kind of fuzzy at this bit it talks about it talks about magics it talks about someone but it doesn't detail who I'm missing that part but for what I can tell you two together make up a part of what this is. And in order to get rid of it, you're going to have to find the other parts. And he kind of slides the papers across the table, kind of points at different sections, and he kind of fills you in on, like, basically everything about it, like what, what they mean as far as sections of a map is concerned. But that's pretty much what they are. So I'm going to turn to Mingna and say, so how do we find the rest of these pieces? She kind of, it's kind of, she seems to be kind of thinking to herself and she's kind of just slightly shaking her head. Um, I, I honestly don't know. You see, it's, it's all part of a myth. It's not... Clearly it's real, but... The information is so... Patchy. I, I don't have the answers for this. She's kind of thinking to herself... And looking at the, the pieces of paper on the table. Um, I mean... I might be able to find somebody who could... Two people actually spring to mind, but without my ship, 
I'm... I'm stuck here. We're stuck here. I haven't heard from my first mate, Karabash. And it has been two days. Tell me, Von Breck, you have any way of contacting individuals on another plane directly and Von Breck kind of like looks at her he's like there are ways um, but I, I don't know them myself I'd have to research it um, we've got two days to figure it out on sea nobody's going to come find us out here um, I can ask them to sail a bit further out and take a few trips around some of the smaller islands, confuse anyone that might come after us, but they're not going to come after us. Um, so, we'll do that. We have two days, maybe more if we need it, to figure out a way of finding where your ship is. And if you want to leave, go looking for this. Um... I have to ask, can I go? <laughs> and he kind of looks at the group expectantly. Uh, wh what do you think, Mingna? I mean, you're a net positive, but how did you, did you know they were all gonna, uh, at what stage while we were in the shard did they come into you and surround you? Oh, um, well, um, the maid here, um, she she answered the doors about time is a weird thing for me. I, I was deep in concentration and study of what I already had. Um, and she kind of pipes up at the back of the room. You see her sitting there, kind of leaning in, a, in a, one of those alcove or window of, 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 of a large ship. And she kind of like feet up towards her chest and she just looks over. Um, you were gone about an hour. What about an hour mm. and then they knocked in and one of them said he was he had credentials for one of the guards watches and that he was investigating a group of thieves and gave your description i didn't know you so i brought that one the thin one i brought him in he brought two of his fellow guards and then, the next thing I know, I was in the kitchen making food, and the next thing I know, I heard a scream from upstairs. I didn't scream. It was a, a, a bellowed. He made a noise. And there was more of them. They had made their way in. They broke in. I don't know how. They're, they seem to be very stealthy. Stealthy about their ways. I've heard those, uh, like, when they flash the papers, you know, like, you kind of, like, expect that, you know, like, the, the papers are being shown are real, but, like, they're easily uh, for, forged, you know? I mean, so, like, I've heard, like... Yes. Well, those bragging bastards would be a stealthy lot. Uh, and the, the kind of it dawns on Von Brack, he's like, oh, oh um, look, I mean... I'm, I'm offering my services, is what I'm saying. I mean, Captain, I know where you travel to. I know the, the people you keep. Uh, we've worked before uh, together. I, 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 I'm, I'm happy to waive any fees. I'm just curious here. I, I, and 
and made his shield. And you kind of get the feeling as he keeps saying that that, that is actually her name. He's just called Maid. Oh, wow. Um, she, she, and you kind of look over. She looks very uncomfortable at this point. Because, um, and, and if anyone wants to roll me an arcana check. I will. <laughs> yeah, you can. Eight. You're trying to remember back about vampires, but you do remember some small thing about them being uneasy uh, on moving water. Ah, yes. Um, she she kind of was just like, I'll go wherever he goes. Well, pretty little fangs over here is handy in a fight. Kind of, um, he kind of perks up at that a bit. Got a bit of a smile. And that's definitely true. Bambrek, I think we could definitely use your assistance. You've been helpful so far. What do you think, Mingna? She kind of nods. Bombrecht is very good in a pinch. He's very knowledgeable. It's one of the reasons why we went to him, I suppose. Look, I'm. you know how I run my ship. If and when, well, when we find it. Um, and you and Karabash have to try and get on this time. But it's a tight ship. Not premium lodgings. And she kind of looks around the room you're in now. But yes, I suppose you could come. Um, you, yes, um, yes, you can come. You can come. We just have to find them first. They have to be out there somewhere. Well, then we need to utilize this time on the water to try and find them. I, I just want to double check. Like, I don't have to say, like, can I come too? It's a given that, like, I'm in, then we're all going, right? Just because nothing's been said, so I just want to make sure. Well, I have to go, and I'm hardly going to leave you and Gray behind. Deadly. That, yeah, I just was, like, you know, just wanted to make sure. Because I, I, you are going, I'm going, but I just didn't know if I had to. Because he spoke up. So I kind of feel like, is this one of these things where everyone has to speak up? <laughs> or is it just, just known, like, you know? So, well, now this is getting more awkward. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll just, yeah. yeah. You're good, Lopan. Deadly, deadly. So, with that decision made, the group have two to three days on the water. Um, yeah. You obviously get a long rest. Yeah, let's yes. do um, And you can, you know, discuss amongst yourselves now what these want to do in these two to three days is there anything you want to achieve besides obviously it's locating Mingna's ship is there anything as a group you want to discuss anything you want to talk about um kind of plan for Ooh. I, think, I think we need a strategy if we come up against those shadowy ghouly fucks again yeah i think so too um i don't have a clue what the hell they were do you guys don't like no lopan do you have any magical items uh I, 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 well, I was, I was born in the Feywild, so technically I'm, I'm magical, maybe? Does that yeah. work? Yeah. Do you have any, any weapons that are good against creatures that aren't alive? Well, anything I've come up against so far, you know, like, uh, me, 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 like crossbows have worked, you know? Like, I didn't get a chance, but I would have taken a, he points to his big, huge, uh, heavy crossbow on his back. It's like, I would have used, uh, old Betsy here, like, you know, but I just didn't get a chance. The ears kept on hurting him. Yeah. Me, I need to get some kind of maybe uh, 
we ever see those things again, maybe some earplugs. Or like wax yeah. from a candle or something, I don't know. Like that might be something if we ever or we just never go to that place again and then we don't have to deal with it, you know. Well, that's true, but I think I I mean every time something happens where I realize I'm under armed for that situation, it gives me a chance to reconfigure. But uh I'm going to uh look over what I know and what I need to know and see if I can make myself more well-rounded i'm i'm kind of like a little bit embarrassed because uh you know like i know you know usually people of my profession and uh you know when they do bump into people and uh have their stuff taken off them they usually have something concealed and uh i don't have anything like that on me person so that's definitely something i need to to get but uh, that's for another time. Yeah. While well, we're on the boat, I gonna like I recently required this, and I showed him the telescope. Um. So I'm gonna volunteer being in the. I know it's called a crow's nest, but if I go up there, is it called a low pan nest or a rabbit nest, or is it still just like crow nest nest? And I never see any crows when I'm up there. Like. <laughs> but anyway, I'm gonna be up. I'm speaking out loud more than anything else. I'm gonna be. I'll be. You know, be up there watching, unless you need me. Yeah, I'll come with you, Lopan. I think we could both jump down fairly easily if we had to. Well, like, yeah, then we'll get the the we'll lay lay the land, lay the sea, lay the the water. <laughs> we'll see him coming anyway. <laughs> right. So you two are on. You two are on watch. <laughs> yeah, we're going up in the sky bucket. I can I can uh, rest my head anywhere, and like this isn't me. First time on a boat, so like, uh, I'll, I'll be uh, spend a bit of my childhood on, on one of them when I was uh, really tiny, it was only like this big and uh, go like halfway down, so like maybe a foot and a half. It's like, yeah, <clears throat> are you gonna are you using the spyglass when you're up there? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, totally. Like, it's a, it's a te- telescope, isn't it? Kind of like one of those, yeah, so, they, yeah, so, so it will help me kind of see things from afar. So, uh, that's the one of the reasons why when I seen it, I said. That could come in handy on watch, you know. Um, so, um, you the first time you use it, um, you kind of pull it up to your eye. You kind of start peering out. You notice a dot off in the distance. You just wanted to see if you could see it. You put your eye up to the spyglass, and as you look at the dot in the distance, all of a sudden you see a large shipping vessel. You think it's about a thousand feet away. Like it's you're kind of it's all of a sudden right up on you. You're like, whoa, whoa! You're kind of jump back, back yeah. and you're like, oh. and you take it down from your eye and you look, and it, the dot is still like thousands of feet away. And you're looking at this spy glass, Ooh. and you've seen spy glasses oh, over, nice. over your travels, and usually it's like, ah, oh, yeah, something is about a hundred feet away. It brings it maybe to sixty feet away, but this thing seems to have brought something you can now see something that's like thousands of feet away and all of a sudden they're way closer you're looking down at this thing in your hand going what the fuck oh great this is whopper you got it it's like oh my god it's like you're right there look and i'll hand it to greg to have a look yeah i'm gonna have a look through it um and try and forget the trauma i went through a college calculating astronomical telescope magnification um but uh (laughs) hey yeah oh my god i keep taking it away 
putting it up, taking it away, putting it up. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. I give it back to Lopan. And I, I, I start looking again. And then, um, uh, Wayne, when Gray is kind of looking off to the, you know, into the sea, I get, because uh, I'm remembering something I used to do back in the day, and uh, take out a little bit of black dirt and I kind of oh. on the <laughs> thing. It's like, oh man, Gray, look, look, look over there. Like, that's deadly. Um, it depends which my dominant eye is because Gray has heterochromia. So he's black on one side and orange on the other. So if his right side is dominant and he puts it up on the black side, no prank. If the right side, if he puts it up on the left eye, you got yourself a prank. But um, I'd have to consult my literature. <laughs> I just, I just, we went from exploding in horse heads to like five-year-old pranks on telescopes. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I think, I think Gray as an artist is right-brained, so left-eyed. So prank confirmed. Yeah. We nice. have a prank on our hands, bros. You see the the you see the uh, the thing the the black ring come up around Gray's eye and uh, it's like oh I, I keep a straight face for a couple of seconds and I just start laughing and I was like oh, I got you good. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm not even gonna the wait. Fuck. You're not even going to wait for someone else to notice it. No, it's enough that you know. No, he's, he's, he's not even going to wait for you you two to come all the way back down and run into us. Because we're we're obviously not seeing these yeah. hijinks because you're yeah. the crow's nest. Okay, he's not playing the long game. I okay. Lopan wouldn't play the long game. He's, he's too excitable. Okay. He's an excitable boy. Okay. Well said. Um, Dilzara, well, those two buffoons are up there doing that. What are you doing? Um, so I, um, I'm still hanging out with, um, Van Breck and, uh, Mingna. Um, so, so where do we go from here? Mingna kind of has, if you're, they're looking at charts again and, and the, the notes that you have, and she has the conch shell, mm. uh, communicator thing on the, the table and she's kind of gesturing towards it. To, and talking between yourself and Van Breck. This, this allows me to contact my first mate, Caravage. He has the corresponding, it's like a, a sending stone of sorts, but it's 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 enchanted in a way. So we can have a two-way conversation. But I've been speaking into this nonstop for the last three days now, and nothing. This is generally how we will communicate. And she kind of looks at Van Breck pleadingly. Is there anything you can do? Boost signal. Um, I mean, because um, Zil, can you do something? Uh, yeah, I might be able to do something. So I'm gonna reach into my cloak and pull out um my crystal. Yeah. So I have a purple amethysty style crystal. Yeah. Um, that I can use for arcane focus. Um, it was gifted to me by my uh, mother, who is no, long, no longer with us. Um, is it? Can I? Can I boost the signal essentially okay. by focusing my magic through this crystal? So, say, you kind of take the shell and uh, you 
place it on the ground on the, the kind of the rolling deck in front of you and the, the sea is quite calm at this point as you're kind of sailed out now a bit you're out out to the ocean but you it's calm so you're on the deck you've got the conch shell in front of you and you take out the focusing question and you sit cross-legged with the shell in front of you you start to focus you kind of reach out your senses towards this item focusing through the arcane crystal can you give me um Arcana check. Rolled a single one, see if this one. Ooh, twenty-two. Wow. You. I rolled a seventeen plus five. Nice. You're you. You're so used to like it's like second nature with using this crystal to focus through. Your energies join, and you reach out with your mind towards this item and instantly connect with it. And you feel the connection reach out and up. You've, it's like you're zooming through the sky yourself in your mind. And you feel where the connection goes. Up into the atmosphere. Out. You see, in your head, you see dark skies, stars. And then, it's kind of strange. The signal seems to get distorted in a way. And twisted and bent. And goes off in all different directions, like it's refracting off different things. Like a, it's like it's hit a prism and it's gone off in different directions. Okay. And it's a good bit off. And you do sense a connection on the other end, but it seems to be out of sync with the device. Like the signal went, dispersed, and it's like taking its time to return. Okay. Um, and that's what you're sensing through it with that high of a roll. That's what you're sensing. Okay, I'm going to relay that back to Mingna and uh, Von Breck. Okay. So some, there's some sort of invisible barrier that's dispersing our signal and making it more difficult to contact people at the other end, yeah? yeah? Yeah, so it's like the signal has gone out, but it's taking too long for it to actually hit the receiver on the other end. It has left... It's, there yeah. seems to be something blocking. Um, Ming-Na kind of frowns and picks up the shell and hooks it back onto her belt. Well, I mean, the ship, my ship, Silver Spear, it, we, it travels through planes and it can move through realms and maybe... Maybe they just, like, we were pulled into that gateway. You saw. Mm-hmm. Maybe they f- f- ended up in some familiar faith and they ended up in some other dimension and message can't reach them. Has anything like this happened before? Um, once. But it was because Karabash left the shell behind in some cave. We had to go back and retrieve it. He's very forgetful. Um, so you're saying, and she kind of like scratches her chin a bit. The signal has left, but it's taking extra time to get there. So they will yeah. get the message eventually. Yeah, from what I can tell, they will. Okay, that's something, I suppose. Um, well, it's partially an answer, I guess. She kind of nods and kind of accepting 
what that is. Um, hopefully he answers soon. I think we should keep trying periodically while we're out on the water. Um, I can do what I can to help the signal boost if that means that they will pick it up sooner despite the interference. Um, Von Breck kind of nods approvingly. That's a really good idea, actually. Uh, boosting the signal, yeah. I mean, it's it's not something within my abilities, but if you can do it, that's fantastic. Um, well, we've tried it now, so how often do you think we should we should do it? Should it be like a beacon every hour? Should we, you know, Von Breck, you mentioned we're out on the water now for, for, for two days. Um, so we can do this as as often as I can um, to help um, to help get your ship back here. I mean, it, it won't it won't hurt to give it as, try as often as we can. Um, I'd say rest for now, and we try later on this evening. Um, and I can try and kind of give some energy to it as well. Maybe together we can push through and get a signal out there. Yeah, maybe um, maybe Gray wouldn't mind helping some inspiration too when he gets down later. All right. All well, all, all hands on deck and all that. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go get some food. I'll rest up and conserve my energy and maybe give this a little thought. So um, if you'll excuse me, ladies, and he kind of orders off to the galley looking for some food um is there anything else the group want to do at this point i'm gonna um, get some some rest and um get some of my um my hit points back okay well everyone everyone would have had a long rest yeah the day before so you definitely have all had your long rest at this oh okay cool yeah. i'm not wiping off this just yet because i think uh lopan despite the fact he can't hold his piss i think he should probably get a little bit more credit than he's <laughs> so, <laughs> so i'm gonna leave it there to be nice okay um the, the day moves on and it's into evening time and and, and uh on has returned a bit more well fed less hangry uh carrying a tankard of ale as he kind of sways on the on the deck and half from the ale half from the water he's like right i mean i there's no time like the present nice clear night like this um stars moons the works so um i'm gonna draw up a little meditation circle here on the deck um, and the crew are giving you all a wide berth at this stage they're kind of not really paying much attention mm-hmm. to you letting you get about your business because it's a leisurely sail to them it's a very quick job they're getting yeah. paid good coin for this, so they're not really too bothered. They're letting you do what you want to do. Mm. And you see Von Breck kind of draws a couple of arcane symbols on, on the on the deck using chalk. Um, and you recognize most of them. They're pretty straightforward, emboldening spells that kind of boost arcane energies. Kind of like, you know, boosting your chakra type shit. Um, and he kind of gestures anyone that wants to be involved in this to kind of sit around in a circular fashion the conch shell in the center so who wants in on this can we help well you can't so because you're We're not, not magic you're not a magic user neither can ming well ming has got a 
a bit of magic, but she's not technically a magic user. Well, oh, uh, is going to stay in the in the in the crow's nest then and keep an eye out, and he'll he'll uh, by the by this stage now forgotten about his practical joke, and he's using the telescope, changing it to light, <laughs> light, and when they when he comes down, he will have two of similar matching eyes, considering he's a bunny rabbit. Oh my god! Uh, but he's keeping an eye on them and keeping an eye on round just to, you know. It'd be a bad while they're doing this, it might be a bad thing if we got attacked. So sure. we'll keep an eye out for that. At least do something. <clears throat> so I'm gonna call Gray down. Okay. okay, down I come. So you, um, Gray, yeah, did you do something to your eye? Oh, this do you like it? It was a prank. Lopan, left. Yeah, Lopan. Okay, I'm gonna rub it off now. <laughs> um, Mignon's um, gonna. Go yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna, because obviously Gray wasn't here for the conversation. Mm -hmm. I presume he couldn't hear us earlier. So, um, Gray, we're gonna need some of your um, assistance and inspiration. We're gonna try and boost the signal from Mignon's communication shell. And see if we can um, get in touch with her ship. Sure, um, yeah. So Mingna has a bit of magic, but not to the level that you folks have. But she's going to try and help all the same, just by meditating. Sure. So the four of you sit in a circular fashion, on shell in the center over you all. And the way we're going to do is we're going to do rolls on this. So uh, sure. I'm going to get everyone to give me a, a couple of arcana checks. So the first round... <laughs> You're going to basically try and push the signal through and see if it can push it out into the ether. So if everyone can give me an arcana check. I'll roll for Dieter 2. Mm, 9. 24. I is me. So, oh. Zilzara and Von Breck immediately connect and you feel the surge of energy, whereas Grey and Mingna, you just can't put, they, they're focusing, they just can't seem to push through it. And the conch shell kind of, it just vibrates slightly on the deck. You see it just, just hop back and forth on two of its prongs. And there's a, a kind of a whirring sound. Um. But you can feel it, Zildara. It doesn't fully push through, but there's definitely movement there. And you can feel mm -hmm. whatever the barrier is that's keeping this signal from reaching the other side. It's starting to crack slightly. So, uh, another round of Arcana. You know what? Oh, I don't like when Wayne goes, do you know what? Uh, that's <laughs> 21. Yeah, we'll do it with the Arcana this time. Um... Yeah, no, they both both rolled really high that time. That was an, an 18 and a 12. Yeah, so they pushed through. And uh, Gray, what you get? Seven. Seven. Gray, you're still trying to focus. A um, bit mm -hmm. of black black dirt still in your eye. You're rubbing it out. You're trying to focus, and you can't really fully. But then with Ming-Na, it kind of clicks as she focuses in on the shell, and you feel the signal push more up into the ether, out into the into the into the kind of the atmosphere. And you just, you can feel the phlogiston around you, the stars, the void. It's just there. 
and you can see the where the fractioning of the signal is and the beams of light that are going off in different directions weaker than the initial signal and they start to focus in and see them starting to kind of move in from the fan motion that they're all in concentrating slightly into more more focused beam um gonna do one more roll just to see how we all do see if we can all push make one last push okay that's the exact same roll but for the way around 15 okay 16 okay so gray joins the fray you feel gray's mind all of a sudden join the trio the four minds push together the beam focuses and in one last push it just amalgamates into one long beam of energy you see it disappear off into the void and then there's silence the four of you come to sitting on the deck and then after about a minute or so you can just see the crashing of the wave up against the side of the ship then Lopan just proclaiming, Jesus, that's really far away from up in the crow's nest. And then a muffled voice starts to break through on the conch shell, ever so slightly, and then louder. Captain, are you there? Captain! And Mingnot kind of rushes forward and grabs the shell and brings it up. Carabash, it's me. Carabash? Can you hear me? I can hear you, Captain. And she kind of like breathes a sigh of relief and kind of rocks back. We got through. We got through. And she just starts to relay quickly and to the point information down into the shell. And you can hear every now and again, you hear the, uh, uh, the odd grunt. And, mm, mm, mm. and after about a five minute conversation, we are on our way. Or in Neverwinter, and you can just hear in a kind of an echo of, of Carabash barking orders to a crew. And Captain, hold tight, stay on the ship, do not put into dock. We'll come straight to you, we'll be there as soon as we can. Um, and she kind of like you can see that she's relieved, there's like a sense of weight lifted off her shoulders that she finally got through. And she kind of looks up and she goes, they're coming. They're coming. Oh, they're coming. And she kind of hooks the conch shell back on to her belt and kind of rocks back. Oh. We will get answers, I promise you all. We will get answers. I think I need a drink. And she kind Yeah, Von Breck, was there any wine in that, that galley? Yeah, I saw ale. Um, I, I, they've got ale. Um, and he kind of gets up and starts waddling off towards the galley. Um, come Are you on. Swedish? Were you going to tell us about that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Topical. And the group of you make your way down into the galley and you fill glasses with ale, toasting that you push through on the signal to get through to the Silver Spear, Captain Mingna's ship. And off in the void somewhere, this large platinum plated space barge is pushing its way through the void towards you 
standing on its what's the front of a ship again? Jesus Wayne, it's fucking after Bro. the, the oh. bow of the ship, standing on the bow of the ship, his hand on the scabbard of his blade, a large half orc male staring off into the distance towards Neverwinter, towards Faerun. The Silver Spear is making its way to you. And that's where we're going to end tonight's session of Sorcery and Shenanigans. Days. Woo! Oof. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. Don't forget to enter into our giveaway for this copy of the Mighty Nine Critical Role Origins book of Jester of War. Um, the, uh, the question is, who plays Jester on Critical Role? Put the answer in the comment section below. Share the Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> um, <laughs> Share the video on social media, tagging Irish Podcast. Make sure you do that, and uh, you'll be in for a chance to win that. Congratulations to Fred Fletch once again for winning this copy of Rat Queens. Uh, we'll contact you through social media. Get your Speaking details. Of a giant platinum space barge. <laughs> um, <laughs> folks, that has been your episode of Sorcery Shenanigans. Thank you to the players. Fair play to you. Uh, a bit more action heavy at the start, and a bit more contemplative. Second Thanks half. for our DM. For an awesome game. Thank you, Wayne. Until the next time, folks. Stay safe. Look after each other. Take it handy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.